Praise God. Amen. I was looking at Pastor Phyllis's hair tonight, and I thought she discipled my wife Debbie real good in hairdos. Praise God. Amen. Hey, how many of you got that presidential alert today? That means they're thinking about deporting you. Praise God. But if you'll give in the Wednesday evening tithes and offerings for this church, I believe the Lord will turn it around for you. <laughs> There's still hope or you're going to be on the other side of the wall. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the gospel's free, but buildings aren't. The gospel's free, but it costs money to do missions trips and to win the lost. And I want you to ask God what your part is in this offering for your home church tonight. I have two grandchildren, and one was four, one was three, when their daddy, Ben, gave them some money to put in the offering. And one little guy that was three started to say, Skittles, 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 because he wanted to use the money for Skittles. And the other little girl didn't act too happy either. But the dad, my son Ben was prying the money out of my three-year-old grandson's hand while he was crying, No, Daddy, no. I hope God doesn't have to do that with you with this offering tonight. And then my granddaughter said, how come God's always trying to get our money? <laughs> so they need a little continued discipleship in the realm of sowing and reaping. But uh, I, I want you tonight to honor God with your substance, say substance, and the first fruits, say first fruits of all your increase. You know, sometimes we have a gallon of milk in our refrigerator and there's just a little left and uh, then there's another new gallon and I'll say to Debbie, I guess I'll get some out of the new gallon and I just tease her and say, you can have the scum off the bottom there in that other gallon But and she'll look at me because we were taught not to waste anything. But give God something off the top tonight and honor him. Do you all have envelopes? Amen. And uh, our ushers are coming. I think you have uh, bowls or plates or whatever you use if you're <laughs> golden bowls, buckets, buckets that if you give change, everyone will know it tonight. Praise God. <laughs> but I want you to honor God and give him something that is significant from your life and I'll ask Jesus to bless you can I tell you that when this money leaves your hand it won't leave your life and if you're writing a check go ahead and write it out to the church here if you're giving by credit card you know one time I went to see Joyce Meyer at the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island and there were multiplied thousands of people there and I noticed how she she didn't belabor it but she took time taking the offering because God would speak to people during the offering and the Lord will show you what your part is in this offering 
Praise God. There's another wonderful woman with blonde hair tonight. Praise God. Praise God. God loves something tonight. He loves a cheerful giver. Say a cheerful giver. Now I want you to give with joy and gladness tonight. Amen. Are those buckets here? Okay, are you ready? Come on, bring the buckets over. And uh, thank God for your pastor. Amen. Thank God for his wife. Thank God for this ministry. Give Jesus a hand for that. Hallelujah. You know, if it wasn't for their faith, you'd be sitting in a cornfield right now. Well, everybody goes by that interstate can see that somebody believed God. And praise God, I'm glad to be connected here. And you're connected by the Spirit. Could we do something a little different tonight before you bring it down? Could we talk over our money? Amen. Could you hold it up and say something with me? Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Say, the anointing to prosper is on this house, is on Only Believe Ministries. And I'm part of the vision. And I thank God for this ministry. God sent me here. And I support it with my life and my tithes and my offerings. Lord, enlarge our borders. Lord, bless us like never before. And help me to be part of this end time harvest. Amen. Come down and honor the Lord tonight. Praise God. Welcome, Only Believe live streamers. We're so glad you guys are watching. We believe you're going to be blessed tonight. Um, Evangelist Mark Dunphy, he's got a powerful word of God, and he's going to bless you. And as we're receiving our tithes and offerings here tonight, we're giving, we're believing God as a, a miracle. He's blessing us to be a blessing. And he's going to do the same thing for you. Just because you're in your living room or watching on the, your smartphone or on a tablet, God is, can bless you, and you can receive a miracle tonight. And if you sow into this into this ministry, God's going to uh, He's going He's just going to multiply it back to you. We want to hear from you too. We want to hear testimonies of how God has blessed you and what He's done for you and some answered prayers because we want to come into agreement. We want to celebrate what God's doing in your life. We love you. You got some great singers here. Tell them they did a great job. Amen. Debbie, come on up here tonight with those samples, and I want to mention them to the people. Praise God. The most important decision you'll ever make outside of asking Jesus into your heart is who you marry. Praise God. Debbie, I met her waiting for the bus in seventh grade, and uh, she's a blessing. The Lord called me to write. I never, who, who writes? I, I, you know, I never thought about writing. But the Lord spoke to me about writing, prophetically talked to me about it. I took a legal pad and wrote in a part tongues and part Egyptian hieroglyphics on this legal pad on my first book. And one of my first ones, but I, no one else could read it except me. 
And the Lord showed me some different things about writing. I've got a brand new book called Divine Promotion, When Promotion Calls Your Name. In this book, you'll learn why you should desire promotion from God, how to be promoted from wherever you are, how to keep promotion, why some people are not promoted, God's view of little things, how to handle others being promoted, patterns and processes of God, and how to flow in them. Amen. Get one of those books after church. I've got another book called Seed and Soil, and this is how to bring continuous increase into your life. Jesus talked to his disciples, and he said, I'm going to tell you a story. He said that in Mark chapter 4, and he said, if you don't understand this story, you won't understand any other story that I tell you. And uh, you can get one of them at the table. I've got another book called The Evangelist. We've got uh, CDs out there of us preaching, of us uh, that'll be a blessing to you. Don't leave me, Debbie. Praise God. And uh, Debbie will be out there and... uh, This is something we started doing in our meetings, and the Lord's blessed us. You get whatever you would like and give us whatever the Lord puts on your heart. And uh, just, I I trust the Lord. We live by faith. And uh, I was in Miami, and a boy took something, and I said, you're supposed to give something. And he said, all I've got is this cookie. I said, okay. And I took the cookie. And it was one of the best cookies I'd ever had. And the next per and the devil said, "How's that working out for you?" And the next person give me fifty dollars or something. But you do what? You, praise God! Wouldn't you like it if at Walmart tomorrow they said, "Get whatever you want and just give us whatever the Lord puts on your heart." Oh, mother, we're going. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Pastor Dosick. God used him to change my life, and uh, I thank God for him and love him dearly, and I love you people, and I miss Philip Walker, amen, and I can see that Sister Regina has been crying into a my pillow. amen, I sense a certain heaviness around her, but amen, Sister Dosick discipled you real good. Sister Dosick had a steak today, Regina, and had it well done. Amen. I don't know if it was cooked quite as much as you like, where you have to cut it with a saw, but uh, it was well done. Praise God. I want you to turn to Matthew, the 28th chapter. Matthew, the 28th chapter. We didn't get this message off the internet. We didn't redress it out of one of Spurgeon's messages. We got it from the Lord. Amen. And though pastor is not here, we're an ambassador for Jesus, an ambassador for pastor. And if you don't want to be encouraged, you better leave right now. I'm asking the Holy Ghost to get on you tonight. I've asked the Lord to just uh, stick all over you and bless you in a mighty way. In Matthew, the 28th chapter, the Bible says in the fifth verse, 
And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, happy Easter everybody, praise God. He is not here, he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly. Tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There you shall see him. Lo, I have told you. Take your Bible and hold it up and say, I have ears to hear what the Spirit says to the church. Say, God is in my life and faith is coming to me. And I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord wants me to preach to you on the anointing of resurrection. The anointing of resurrection. You may be down tonight. You may have gotten a bad report. You may have had something happen that looks like a bad turn, a disappointment. Your dream may have died, but I've got good news for you tonight. Jesus can take a mess and turn it into a miracle. I've got good news for you. When you can't, God can. I got good news for you. It's not too late. I got news for you. The healer is in the house and his name is Jesus. There's a lot of lukewarmness that has crept into the modern church. Thank you for those amens. There's a lot of people that had the fire and it's gone out. We're trying to have enough coffee and cookies with them to get them back on track. But if that same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it will quicken your mortal body. I've asked God to bring a quickening to Botkins tonight. I've asked God to bring a stirring to this city. I've asked God to bring a Holy Ghost tremor into your life that you'd say, I can't process it with my head, but something has come alive on the inside of me, and I'll never be the same. I was praying for this church today in this service, and I don't need a psychiatrist. I don't need a nerve pill. But while I was sitting at this place, all of a sudden, inside of me, something began to, like it was a shaking feeling. And us all around me, just something began to shake and stir. It was a manifestation of the Spirit, and I'd never had anything just like it. God's getting ready to stir this house. God's getting ready to shake you. God's getting ready to grab you by both shoulders. And he's getting ready to tell you you're not what you used to be, but you're not what you're going to be. God wants to be the lifter up of your head. God wants you to stop looking down. God wants you to stop looking backward. God wants you to stop looking sideways. I'm focused tonight on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the author and finisher of my faith. 
Revival is a resurrection in your spirit. I had a couple the other day. They're wonderful people, but they were giving Debbie and I a little tour of where they lived, and the lady said, that's my bedroom there, and this is my husband's bedroom down there. I thought, Jesus, don't let Debbie pay attention to that. No, not really, but I, I felt like a little bit of rigor mortis had started to come into their relationship a little bit. Oh, God tonight wants to revive your marriage. He wants to revive the anointing on your life. Okay, God, I'm going to pray for five minutes. I'll go seven if I can stand it. God wants to revive your prayer life. God wants you to start talking in a language you didn't learn in school. It'd do some of you good to get slain out tonight under the power. It'd do some of you good tonight to fall out under the glory. As I was praying, I began to have this desire. I hope that God just starts something in the children's church and ministry and that it spreads all through this house. Now, ordinarily, we'd pray, God, let it start with the adults and then let it filter down. But wouldn't it be wonderful if you went out to Children's Center sometime and you said, I'm here to pick up Susie Q and Billy Joe? And they said, Susie Q is over there prophesying in the spirit to the other kids. And Billy Joe's fell out under the anointing. I tell you, we live in a day where your sons and daughters shall prophesy. We live in a day where God's getting ready to pour his spirit out on all flesh. You know, my Bible story book that I had when I was a little boy, they showed the story of the resurrection, and they showed an angel talking to Mary Magdalene, and then they showed uh, the, clo the grave clothes all folded nice, but it didn't happen exactly like that. In the Middle East, when they bury someone, they kind of mummify them, and they put these spices on them and they put different ointments on them and it leaves the dead person really in a mummy and then they put a cloth over their face well they went to look where Jesus had laid and I believe instead of all the claws laid out there folded neat and nice there was an empty mummy deal laying there <laughs> And it wasn't all busted apart where the Lord struggled to get out of it, but it was laying there intact, and there was an empty hole where the face was there because he was not there. And had you walked into that rich man's tomb that the stone was rolled away and looked at that mummy laying on a slab, you'd have said, how do you get out of that? But when the anointing of resurrection gets on you, he just kind of lifts you up. Let me ask you, how'd you stop drinking? How'd you get off opioids? How did God save your marriage? How did God bring you out of some hellhole somewhere and save you and deliver you and fill you with the Holy Ghost? Jesus did it not by might nor by power, but by his Spirit. 
Some of you need another dip. Well, glory. Amen. Some of you, your hide's getting dry. Some of you, your lips are getting a little parched. But you need to go back to God and say, I need a resurrection in my life. You've been trying to get by on talent. Get trying to get by on ability. Trying in your own human strength. You know, I have a measure of talent, but I try Jesus. Don't ever let me flow in my talent. God, don't ever let me try to flow in my ability. If you're a singer and you're singing under your talent, you'll never have much results. If you're a preacher and you're trying to just do it under your talent, but there is a quickening, there is an anointing, there is a glory, there is a wave of God's Spirit, and once you felt it one time, you'll never be satisfied with religion again. Got a little announcement here. Only believe is not too big for revival. Praise God. Only believe is not based on entertainment and oriented by entertainment. We're not trying to fit in. We're from many places. We've been baptized into one body by the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're hungry for revival. Wouldn't it be great if pastor got home and said, whoa, that was good in Uganda, but those people don't have anything that you don't have. Wouldn't it be great for the glory to fall, for God to move in such a miraculous, powerful way? Praise God. I've prayed for you. I've asked God to resurrect soul winning in your midst. Oh, well, I, I've kind of outgrown that. That's weird. Well, you know, I got saved, and now I don't have any friends that aren't saved. You better ask God to lead you into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Praise God. <laughs> Pastor Daniel, I love you so much. He told me his testimony one time. I mean, it was just crazy. Sleeping on someone's lawn, nutty things going on. But look at him now with a backwards collar being a pastor. Praise God. It's no backwards collar. I thought that would be funnier than it was, but we're just going to move right on right now. But I am so proud of that young man. God has raised him up, but he didn't get found at Divinity School of the Deadheads. God brought him out of the fire. Thank God the Lord has raised him up. If Jesus can use me, he can use you. Who knows what God is going to use you to do? We have to say, Jesus, help us to be what you want me to be. Instead of just singing, I am a happy, charismatic. I am a happy, charismatic. I love to blow my shofar on Sundays. I love my glass of wine when I go out to dinner. That's not my testimony, by the way, but I tell you what, 
There's some people, they say they're saved, say they're filled with the Holy Ghost, but I tell you what, they couldn't pray the lid off a box of Cheerios. I mean, they're deader than last year's corn husk, but there is an anointing that destroys the yoke. I want something real. I want something that sticks with me. I want something that lasts. And if you're visiting here tonight, if you just started coming here tonight, I want to tell you the more you get to know the people in this church, the better you'll like them. I want to tell you, if you'll sit under pastor's ministry, he will disciple you and help you to grow. He won't just give you a happy meal every Sunday while you go through a drive through window. I'm praying God will pour himself out so in this place that you'll say, I believe I'll just let the Baptists have the first part of the barbecue this Sunday and I'm just going to enter into the, I love Baptists, but I'll enter into the fullness of God's power and have his glory come upon me. Oh, there's a resurrection anointing. There is an anointing that'll take you back into the Word, that'll take you back into prayer. One time I came here to spend some time with Pastor, and they kept me on a cot like guys used in World War II, out in a room that when you shut the lights off, it would remind you of they were cast into outer darkness. Amen. Pastor would say, meet me here at 5 a.m. He'd talk to us about the Lord, and then we'd pray. Then we'd talk some more. Then we'd pray some more. Then we'd talk a little more, and then we'd pray some more. I don't think there's a back of one of these seats hardly that I haven't touched, but I followed pastor around, and I would hear. You know, it's great to have a pastor that is the same in private as he is in public. It's great to have a pastor that's not a schizophrenic and doesn't have split personalities. And I'd listen to him pray and listen to him talk to the Lord. Oh, that God would give us more men and women of God like that. We are living in the last of the last days. Now is the time to go for it. Now is the time to believe the Lord Jesus Christ for mighty things. God didn't build this multi-million dollar launch pad to let off penny firecrackers. Praise God. He's raising up an army. He's raising up a crowd. He's raising up a bunch of tongue talkers. I still believe you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I still believe you can raise the dead. I still believe in prophesying, talking in tongues. There is a quickening of the spirit that America needs one more time. Jesus went to a little place called Nain one day. And the Romans kept very detailed maps, but they didn't even put Nazareth on the map. 
That's partly why Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? It wasn't even on the map. And then Nain was in southern Galilee, about 12 miles lower from there. It was just a tiny little place, maybe just a handful of people. And Jesus went through that town one day, and a widow of Nain was there. She had buried so much that she loved her husband had died, and then her child had died. But Jesus came to town that day. Oh, I got good news for you. My God is a resurrector. I got good news for you when you're standing by your box and you say everything I love is in this box. When you're standing by and your hope is gone, your dream is gone. I remember I was in my late 40s. That hasn't been very long ago, by the way. But I was in my late 40s. Pretty much all my dreams about the ministry had died. Pretty much all my big plans had gone. Pastor Peter Dosick came and preached for me. And he brought his archangel Eric with him. Praise God. Doesn't Brother Eric, you know, keep a secret, can't you? I mean, he looks like an angel. Looks like a Mormon that got on track. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's a dear friend of mine. <laughs> Amen. And Brother Eric is there and Pastor's there. Oh, yeah, I want to spend three days with you. And, oh, I want to come back next year. And trust me, there was nothing in the natural about our church and about where we were at in the inner city and a place where that I mean it was rough and tough. There was nothing in the natural. I was pastoring, I think, name assembly in so many words, but God sent a man of God by and Jesus used him to change my life. He looked at me one day and said to my son, oh, if you weren't doing any more than you're doing right now, it'd be wonderful. I mean, I was on the success treadmill and I was trying to make it. I was trying to make it happen. But, oh, I found out you can just have God's power come on you. I stand here today telling you that Jesus resurrected my dreams. Jesus has opened doors no man can shut. Jesus did more for me than I can even imagine. God's getting ready to resurrect you. I said to an uncle the other day, I said, if uh, you start to choke during this meal and you need mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, I said, I'll just meet you in heaven. <laughs> but, oh, the Holy Ghost walks these aisles today. And some of you have decided, well, I can't do this. I'll just get by. I'm stuck in a dead-end job. You said, well, I'm not going to get my hopes up. You hear me? I've never been disappointed in Jesus. You hear me tonight? If God ever said no to me about something, he was just getting ready to say yes about something better. You hear me tonight? If you knew the plans that God has for you, you'd stay up and laugh all night. You'd say, oh, my God is a good God. You'd say, how could I ever praise him? How could I ever thank him? 
Now I want to tell you this, Jesus saved me from what I was becoming. Hallelujah. Jesus saved me from a religious spirit. Jesus wants to save you from sin, but he'll save you from yourself. And he'll resurrect whatever's in your box tonight. I've asked God to resurrect soul winning here. I've asked the Lord to resurrect faith here. Uh, Brother Hagen, yeah, I, okay, I remember him, but he died and we've moved on and we're, we're now, you know, into the next wave. When you get too deep that faith doesn't affect you, you're too deep. You can't get saved without faith. You can't get healed without faith. You can't get filled with the Holy Ghost without faith. You'll never move in signs and wonders without faith. Thank God there is a faith imparted to the church. And when pastor preaches the word here, faith is imparted into the crowd. Oh, that faith will come into your life in a fresh and in a powerful way. Oh, that God will stir you like never before. Oh, that God will pick you up like never before. Jesus wrecks funerals. Jesus disturbs funeral processions. You know, in England there, how they always walk behind the casket. And they... Just have a funeral procession. Jesus got in the middle of that funeral procession at Nain, and he said, she's not dead. <laughs> He's not dead, he said about the boy. And then he walked over to the side of the box, and he said, rise up. And the boy sat up and started talking. Oh, thank God, tonight there's a quickening spirit in this crowd. Some of you have decided that it's too late for you, that there's no hope for you. Some of you are having coffee too much with people that don't have faith. How are you doing, Bill? Well, I'm pretty discouraged. I just don't know what I'm going to do next. I'm, I'm trying to pay my tithes, but it seems like I can't seem to get ahead. How are you doing, Sister Ruth Rufus? Well, my washing machine's just blowing up, and it's making a sound, and my nerves. Do you what? Uh, when the resurrector gets his hand on you, you'll never be the same. I just want to go on record tonight. I'm not discouraged. I'm not defeated. I'm not downcast. The greatest days of my life are right ahead of me. There is a quickening in the spirit. America has a season of prosperity destined upon her because God is positioning us for another revival. Thank God the United States of America stands with the nation of Israel tonight and because we're standing with Israel, God's blessing is on our nation. We're not perfect. We haven't arrived, but I tell you, there's one more revival coming. There's one more move of glory. There's one more wave of the Holy Ghost that's getting ready to descend upon our nation. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. When do we need that? Halfway through the tribulation period, we need that right now.
This gospel shall be preached in all the world, and then the end will come. Some of you have had your funeral on your dream too quick. I'm just leaning over you tonight. Dream, get up! <laughs> Praise God. I got the prettiest little daughter. I got three of them. And they found three bunnies on their lawn that they thought their mama had abandoned. And they started feeding those three bunnies with a rabbit, with a, with a little feeder. And my one daughter went to the store to get chips for them to lay on, wooden chips. And, oh, no, I, I don't want that kind. I want organic chips. And, I mean, by the time she got everything that rabbit needed, it was expensive. I know there's some people in you here. You're, you're, you ain't that far from Kentucky. Some of you would eat a rabbit in a stew. Hallelujah. Well, one of them rabbits died, then another one died, and my one girl is calling up her sister with tears running down her face, crying and sobbing over a rabbit. I mean, if you can get that much compassion over a rabbit, how much can the Holy Ghost give you compassion over winning the lost, over touching souls? Praise God. You better get excited over what I'm preaching or we're going to have the FBI go check what happened to you when you were 17 years old. <laughs> Did I say that? Let's scratch that from the record. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, there's a stirring. Oh, there's a hovering of the anointing here tonight. My God's getting ready to do something that eye has not seen, that ear has not heard, but it's entered into the heart of some prayer warriors, and God has shown you and told you that you are a person of destiny and that God holds your address, and he's getting ready to resurrect what you're believing God for. You may have built a tomb a sarcophagus and you go back and cry and oh that didn't work out and I'm a little bitter and oh that didn't happen and oh I got good news for you today the Lord is not there I got good news for you today he has risen I got good news for you I don't care if your brothers and sisters didn't like you I don't care if your mama said you're the stupidest one I ever had I don't care what your past is like God is for you who can be against you and the anointing of resurrection will come to you. Thank God you may have spent 40 days on the backside of the Midian desert, but there is a burning bush. There is a fire that will get off the bush back into your spirit and you'll say, I can do what he tells me to do. I can go where he tells me to go. Jesus be with pastor right now. Jesus, those tens of thousands of people. 
30,000 people can squeeze into that auditorium and another 30, 50,000 around about. Oh, thank God for a man from Botkins, Ohio with a vision from God Almighty. And I thank every one of you for sharing your pastor to me, with me when I was down, when I was out, when nobody on TBN wanted to come preach for me. I can tell you that, but somebody showed up with resurrection power. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, we're going to roll your stone away. Thank God. I'd just like to read something to you out of the bulletin. This church is not plateaued. Hallelujah. I said this church is not under an attack. I said this church has a resurrection feel about it. I said God's going to move and no man can stop it. I said there is a something that God is called pastor to do that he's never seen in this city. But here it comes. Thank God a fresh wind, a fresh fire. The anointing of resurrection. Praise God. Devil, you're not having my money. My money is resurrecting. You're not having my health. You're not having my children. You're not having my dream. You can't do anything. You're on a leash. You're under my feet. Amy Simple McPherson used to write on the bottom of her shoes so the devil could read it. We're not a victim tonight. We're victorious in Christ Jesus. Thank God we like to hang around other resurrected people. <laughs> we like to hang around people that have seen Jesus. He is risen. He is alive. Oh, I got to tell somebody. <laughs> I got to run and find some disciples that are hidden together in a room somewhere, discouraged and trembling and feeling like, oh, nothing worked out. I got something to tell you. Like them first women preachers said, he is risen. He is not where we laid him. Thank God it's not over. It's not ending. It's just the beginning of the beginning. The greatest days of this church are ahead of you. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Daniel, raise one of your hands. Hallelujah. Just look at me. The Lord shows me there's one or two people in your church that you can't nice out of them what their problem is. <laughs> you, no one likes confrontation, but you'll just have to tell them, amen, this is the way it is. You'll just have to say, no. You'll just have to say, that's not my vision, that's not what I want. And one of them especially, I believe you can save them. 
Praise God. And the other one, you don't have to be mad about it, but you don't have to fix them. There's some people the Apostle Paul couldn't fix. Praise God. But where you're going, where that church is going, is so big, is so wonderful, that don't get tied up, don't get bound up by any personality or anyone that would try to uh, just hold you back, but preach Jesus, preach the blessed life. Amen. A couple of tight wads that get you feel their spirit when you talk about money. Amen. They don't give you anything anyhow. Just get up and share how much God wants to bless people and the Lord shall provide for your house and you and your family. Systematically, God will bring you forth. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This precious man in the third row over here, amen. Yeah, you just turned your head. Take your hand and put it on your chest. Amen. I don't know you. I don't know who you are, but uh, you, uh, no one would have wanted to mess with you when you were 18 years old. I can tell you that. But you felt a weakness in your body, and I pray right now that the Lord shall strengthen you inside. I pray that the Lord will talk to talk. Heart, I'm talking to you. Let there be a resurrection power come into your chest and come into your body in the name of the Lord Jesus. Take that same hand and put it over on your wife. Put it on her stomach. Amen. Something that's like an acid reflux that comes up in your stomach. I speak the healing power of God on you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I speak right now in Jesus' name that your legs that feel like they're dead sometime, legs I'm talking to you, come alive in the name of Jesus. <laughs> don't choke her but just lightly take a finger right at the base of her throat base of her throat her throat something sister that doesn't feel right in your throat when you swallow amen I speak in Jesus name sometimes when you chew food it doesn't feel right be healed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ I want you two to not think about dying not think about well this is our last summer but begin to think about the great years are ahead of us I speak that the Lord shall revive and refire this wonderful couple. Glory. 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 I said he's alive. This sister over here on the front row, glory to God. Put your hands on your knees. They hurt, they creak, one of them especially, worse than the other. But I speak the healing power of God to come into your knees. I command the beginning of arthritis to go and be healed in the name of Jesus. Put your hand back on your hip. 
something in your one of your hips and lower back be healed in the name of Jesus amen let the healing anointing come on you stand up on your feet right now hallelujah just begin to move hallelujah look at me I want to tell you something else too there's somebody that your relationship with them there's some strife but you hold your peace you let the Lord fight your battle you quit trying to fix them but let the anointing of the Holy Ghost touch them in Jesus name Economaha hallelujah turn around and put your hand on the head of that stately looking mother of Israel right behind you yeah, right here, right there. Sister, I speak to something in your head that doesn't feel right when you stand up. Lightheadedness, I command it to leave you in the name of Jesus. And I speak that there'd be a fresh flow, amen, into your head of blood and be right. Touch the sides of her neck in Jesus' name. I pray that every artery, that every flow would be right and strength come into your body. Glory. Glory. Let's raise our hands all over this house. Hallelujah. 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 My friend there with the green shirt on. Amen. Put your hand on your stomach. Amen. Some kind of medicine. I'm not anti-doctor. I'm not anti-medicine. But there's something that has made you just feel like listless and not strong. I speak healing to your body right now in the name of Jesus. I speak strength to come into your body. I speak, Lord, that you would encourage this man. Hallelujah. Put your hand up higher on your chest. Amen. I speak that your breathing will be right when you sleep. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I speak right now in the name of Jesus that there would be an anointing come into his esophagus and lungs. Hallelujah. Take your glasses off. Amen. And just touch your sinuses right now in the name of Jesus. And I speak that them would open up, that them would be right in the name of Jesus. Whew. Glory. Glory. Sir, the Lord's pulling you closer. The Lord has tried to tell you, well, you can't this, you can't that. You can, and you're going to be a blessing in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This man in the blue shirt over here, praise God, wave at me. Praise God. This handsome man, African-American, amen, wave at me. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your stomach. Amen. The area of your prostate, 
some things you've been dealing with, I speak the healing power of Jesus to touch you. <laughs> Praise God. Some battle, put your hand on your side. The area of your pancreas, I speak that Jesus would touch you. He's the, he oh, years ago, amen, how powerful you was. But the devil has tried to take your leg strength. He's tried to hurt your lower back, but just begin to stretch under the power and move your hands out and just begin to move under the quickening power of God. And I want to tell you this, you're a good man, but if you'll let somebody disciple you a little further, amen, the Lord will promote you and raise you up. And I want to tell you, your past doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you what he brought you out of doesn't matter. Hallelujah. You're victorious in Jesus tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Lord shall make up for you every broken relationship you ever had. I, I hear unkind words spoken over you. We cancel them in the name of Jesus. We break them off you. I call you favored. Sister Tricia, amen. Raise your hand. You're not a whip behind the very chiefest of the apostles. The places God wants you to preach, the places God wants you to minister, nobody can do better than you because God has sent you some places. Praise God. And you've been patient, you've waited, but it's a new day, it's a new hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to be like a vine connected here, but reaching out. <laughs> Praise God. I said, you'll be like a vine connected here that reaches out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel like in my spirit, too, the Lord's going to help you to cross the paths of a couple people that have gotten off track a little, and you can help them. You'll straighten them out, and they'll like it. Amen. You listen to them moan, groan, and complain and say why that they had to leave and this and that. And then look at them and say, you think that might be the devil? Amen. <laughs> Did Jesus appear to you and tell you that? What verse are you standing on? And then just begin to pray with them and love them and say, let's get you back under the resurrection anointing. How many of you know somebody that has gotten discouraged? How many of you know somebody that may have tripped and stumbled and encourage them and love them and bless them and get them back under the anointing that's in this house? Amen. I'm going to pray for the sick. Stay here as long as it takes. I want to give you an opportunity to sow a seed into our ministry. And then we're going to move on and continue to pray and minister for people, for, for Jesus, to people. Debbie and I never had a home, and Jesus miraculously gave us a home. It's 620 square feet. And if you get in a little fight with your woman, there's not many places to go in 620 square feet. 
but we used all of our faith and have put on a 29-foot addition, 25 feet high, and we got the wiring done. Hallelujah. We got a well dug. We got water into the house. Now I'm believing God for a septic system. You know, I never had anyone come to only believe praying for a septic system. That's not very glamorous. Well, if you don't have one and get one, it's very glamorous. Hallelujah. <laughs> if you want to know every gory detail, I can flush the flush with a pail. Hallelujah. And it goes into a holding tank. But I've got permission. It's about 10000 to put in a septic system. I'm thinking about just putting a pay toilet in. Praise God. No, not really. But if we've got open doors. We're right on the edge of many things. And God has blessed us. I had a, I'm not bragging. I have nothing to brag about in myself. But I had a little woman the day before yesterday said, Can I pray for you? We just came from Ontario, Canada, and she started praying in tongues over me. And then she said, I want to tell you, you're called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Praise God. Maybe God would speak to you to sow some kind of a seed into our ministry. You can write a check. You can pay with a credit card. We take uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. It's just a joke. But you do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, and we will take what you give us and we'll use it for the advancement of God's work, and we'll use it to win souls. This is one of the kindest churches, phenomenal, unselfish people. I remember one time I preached here and I didn't take an offering, and Pastor Dosick was sitting over there. Get back up there and take your offering, he said. So I did. Praise God. Can I pray? And you ask the Lord what your part is in this offering. Hallelujah. And I'm going to ask Jesus to bless whatever you give. I'm going to ask Jesus that when it leaves your hand, it shall not leave your life. Father, speak to people tonight. Father, the pattern you've given us is that we're to preach, minister, let the anointing come in, give people an opportunity to be a part of the ministry. Father, I pray that somebody online that's called into the field ministry would say, I'll go. I pray, Father, that you would raise up the five-fold ministries across this nation for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen.